Welcome to another episode of the Get Your Edge podcast. I'm your host, Brian Bott from Sports Advantage. I'm here with my co-host, Coach Dean Manchi from the Kimberly Papermakers and the Fox Valley Throws. Coach, how are we doing over there? Really good and super excited. I got another Kimberly uh, graduate on and uh, this graduate is uh, playing overseas and her dad, I got the opportunity to not only teach, but also help coach because he was the head basketball coach at Kimberly High School, Lucky Wirtz. As, as everyone in, the, in our audience can plainly tell, coach is the one who typically picks the uh, guests. That's why we have such a high amount of Fox Valley uh, athletes here coming on the show to kind of outnumber us Madison guys. Um, but no, we're very excited. And before we get to our, our guest, Frankie Wirtz, um, we want to thank all of, our, all of our listeners, all of our coaches, um, all of our athletes, teachers, everybody that listens to our podcast. Obviously, we're really trying to provide information, leadership skills, training information, and a whole bunch of other stuff to our high school and college athletes, as well as our parents and coaches. So for those of you that share our show, we, we greatly appreciate it. Uh, for those of you that have it in your classrooms, I know some, some of, our, of our schools that we work with, they utilize it for extra credit and other things for their athletes. So definitely appreciate all of our, all of our fans and people listening on. But let's get to the main event here. We have Frankie Wirtz from the Seven Oaks Suns over in England with us today. Frankie, how are you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Thank you for having me. Well, we're very excited to have you on. We've, we've heard a lot of great things about not only you, as well as your family, a basketball family in the state of Wisconsin. But Frankie, today, this one's all about you. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, um, how you grew up and, and what you're doing right now. Okay, so my name is Frankie Wirtz. I am from Kimberly, uh, Wisconsin. And I originally, I actually grew up in Waupon. And then I like to mention that because that's just where I fell in love with basketball and grew up. And then my dad, so he's a, he's a high school coach and he got the job at Kimberly when I was in sixth grade. So I moved to Kimberly in sixth grade, uh, went to high school there, played basketball and volleyball there track for one year I'll mention that as well and then I went through the recruiting process um, I always wanted to go to Green Bay and so I went and played at Green Bay for coach Borseth for five years I redshirted my first year and then I wasn't quite ready to be done playing basketball I just still I was kind of like I feel like playing my best basketball at the end of my career there and then so I wanted to keep playing and I got an agent and I played last year in Luxembourg for my first year overseas. And then now I am currently playing in England for the league in the UK. So yeah, I'm excited. Thank you for having me. Frank, I remember lots of times going to the school and, you know, you and dad shooting in the gym one-on-one, -on -one, you know, just getting a lot of shots in, could be in the morning, could be at night, could be at all different times, but what was it like growing up in such a basketball dominant family? Because everyone in your family has played the game of basketball. And I know a lot of your weekends, a lot of your family time was in the gym, you know, and being, you know, traveling, doing a lot of traveling. AU, your dad was also your coach, I know at yep. one time. So give our listeners a little bit about your experience. Right. Yeah. I guess I just never have known anything different. It's just 
my dad just has always coached. Um, being the youngest, I could kind of watch my siblings growing up and playing, and I was just inspired by them. And uh, yeah, I, I feel like all my memories are at the gym, whether it's my dad coaching camps, I'd be running around there. Like I wasn't really at a babysitter. I was just running around the gym or at his practices. I was his manager at Wapan for a little bit. So I just grew up around the game and watching my siblings and my dad. And I think the biggest thing I always like to say is like, my dad never like made us play basketball or anything like that. Like I think a lot of people think, you know, just cause you coach, oh, you have to play. But I think the biggest thing was we just all saw like how much passion he had coaching for the game and everything he did. And we all just kind of wanted to play and found our love for the game that way. And yeah, I mean, it made for a lot of, we're a very competitive family, but also like we're very, we're close because of basketball and it's kind of where our relationship is, we formed that bond. And so, yeah, I wouldn't change anything. And yeah. So Frankie, you know, back when you were at Wapan, right, you had, you know, you said you had some older siblings, which obviously made it very competitive for you being the youngest. And even, you know, Coach Manchie shared this story with me and I thought it was very interesting. So I'm going to kind oh, of share it with our listeners. Okay. Um, Frankie, you were, you were playing on a team against a team that Coach Manchie coached, um, which you were playing on, on the boys team. And you guys yes. beat Kimberly, the big bad, the, you know, the evil empire up north there. Um, <laughs> You know, and, and of course, you know, I, I talked with Dean a little bit before we get on the show and, you know, he says he he's was still big. a little bitter. Is he's, he still a, a little bitter? He's kind of bitter. Very bitter. He kind of gave me the, well, I was giving everybody equal playing time and they were playing. The okay. Game. Of course. He's my got, so he still got excuses from that. Built-ins, right? Built-ins. Okay. Coach Jones would call built-ins, Brian. Yeah, and, and. <laughs> And I just, you know, my response is always, well, they keep score for a reason, coach, you know, and, and so, but anyways, Frankie, can you tell us about that? You know, having older siblings, which we see that a lot, you know, I, I see that where typically the youngest one usually becomes pretty darn good because they're just forced to play up. And we've had mm -hmm. some other people on our podcast that are like that, but you know, how'd that make you a better player? Just having older siblings, but also, you know, playing with, you know, other, you know, talented players. Yeah. Well, first I want to say, I remember that game very well. And that was a <laughs> great day. Kimberly was always like the team to beat at that age. And so that was a great win. So I just want to rub that in there for a little bit. But, Frankie, what um, grade was that? Do you remember? Well, I want to say it was probably like fourth grade. Fourth grade. Yeah. Fourth Sounds grade. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. So growing up with, well, I actually never really played against my siblings. So like they would always play like there I'm a lot I'm obviously the youngest so they always thought I was too little and you know um so they would play with like my cousin and they would play like two-on-two -two games and everything like that and so then I think I that's where I started to get a little chip on my shoulder because I was kind of like you know I was just not included in these two-on-two -two games so I think I kind of formed my own like a little chip on my shoulder of wanting to prove that I can you know play too and um so I think just that and then also yeah like you said playing with the boys um that was just an incredible experience for me and I actually so I played with the boys and then I also played up a few years on the teams and yep. then um with my age group as well so I kind of had different things where I kind of had to prove myself in a sense of like I can play with 
you know, these older girls or with these, the boys. And I think that kind of, yeah, just always gave me that kind of attitude of kind of like proving my way. And um, I think that was just an incredible experience for me. Um, and I'm so thankful because it's like, I was actually talking to my dad the other day about how rare that is and how lucky I was that I was able to do that. Um, so yeah, I'm just super thankful that they were, they allowed me to and the parents and the boys were super okay with it. So yeah, it kind of formed me who I am today. So I'm super thankful. Frankie, that's interesting. You know, we just had Travis Diener, you know, Marquette basketball player that played in the NBA, mm -hmm. you know, and he was a, a Fond du Lac alum. And he, you know, he said pretty much that same thing. You know, we talk about everything's so parent-driven and coach-driven and AU basketball tournaments and not many go out and just play the two-on-two -two and the three-on-three -three and really learn uh, the game of basketball. So it's, it's very interesting that you brought that up. It's kind of how, you know, you wanted to be included. And then I think a lot mm -hmm. of times... You know, people, I think, have the misconception that if your dad coaches or that they're really forcing you into this. And right. I think that was a great point that you mentioned and that I think a lot of them just it's it's like your culture and your family. It's just what your family mm -hmm. enjoys doing. They enjoy the game of basketball. You saw the passion with your dad and it was just something that you just wanted to be a part of. And I think a lot of times, oh, that individual is good because, you know, their dad's a coach or you mm -hmm. know that's what they do. But. People have to understand you have to be consistent. You have to work hard. And yeah, you had a great family and that they were helping you get better an incredible support system, but the work still had to be done by you. Right. Yeah. And, and I think so just important for people to realize, you know? Yeah. And my siblings really kind of paved the way for that for me and just seeing them getting in the gym with my dad and everything like that. I just kind of followed and yeah. So we're just so close because of it. So yeah, I'm thankful. Your dad then decided to take the Kimberly job. So he was at Wapan. Obviously, Wapan is a smaller community. So some of our listeners aren't familiar with Wapan, Wisconsin. You come to Kimberly, which now is Division I basketball. So it's a, it's a little bit different. You're going into a bigger pond here. Can you explain that transition and give other kids some advice on how to handle that? Because many times I've seen as a physical education teacher is that, you know, all of a sudden, there's a situation and a person has to move and they're mm -hmm. at you know, the middle school level or the high school level. And that could be pretty traumatic because your friends, you know, you're leaving your friends, you're leaving that group of kids that you played with from, you know, second grade on and so on. So how difficult was that transition for you? Yeah, that was, it was definitely, it was very tough at first. I mean, like we talked about before, like I played with the boys, I kind of had my own kind of thing going and then all of a sudden I'm moving to a school where it's like oh she's that girl that played with the boys you know what I mean it's not you know it's kind of like different and also my dad getting the job there was different things around that and just so I think um yeah it was very tough just everyone has their own their friend group and then you have to adjust to like this new life and um and I was in sixth grade at the time so it was it was definitely tough, but I think, I think the biggest thing is basketball did help me in that sense of like, I kind of started to meet people through um, practices and tournaments and then volleyball too. And I think, so I would, I would say that's the biggest thing is trying to get involved because you kind of meet people through that. Like if there's different, maybe you don't play sports, different clubs that you can join and meet people through that because 
I mean, it's, it's so tough and you, I feel like at that time I was trying so hard to like fit in and all that kind of stuff. And you've got to kind of find yourself in that way. But um, yeah, my biggest advice would be just to join those clubs and things like that, where you can meet people. And I also had, I have to shout out my teacher because I had an amazing teacher at that time who was kind of always checking in on me. And so I'm really thankful for that. So like for teachers, you kind of see that, like you said, kind of like checking in on those students because it is it's a especially at a young age it's a super hard transition because you just start, kind of start over your life at that point but obviously now looking back like I'm so thankful for it and I love Kimberly and I had such a great experience there and have amazing friends that I found but that first year was I'm not gonna lie it was it was really tough at first. Frankie did your did your dad coach you in youth basketball? Or did he just coach high school? He he did not coach me in youth. He coached me at AU. So when I was in high school, he coached my AU team. Did he coach any of your other siblings or anything like that? Or did he just, just coach high school and then AAU? He coached my brothers as well because he was the yeah, the boys coach. Okay. I mean, just, I mean, you know, I don't know your father really at all, but just seems like just a difference maker, you know, in, in people's lives. And that's that's amazing. Our coaches, you know, there's so many great coaches out there that are, you know, helping different programs out and things like that. And that that's awesome. He sounds like a great guy and definitely a leader that helped, you know, you know, I don't know how to say this without saying it, but just allow you to love the game versus force mm -hmm. you to love the game, which we see a lot, right? Everybody's forcing, especially some of our coaches that, that kind of maybe need to take a step back where they're pushing so hard on their kids because they love the game so much, but it sounds so much like your dad allowed you to fall in love with the game. For sure. Yeah. And I just remember growing up, like he just like at times when I wasn't super maybe motivated or didn't want to go to the gym, um, he just always talked about my goals, you know, like, and it's fine if you don't have goals, like, but if you have goals in basketball, like this is what you have to do kind of thing. And so I think that was the biggest thing with him growing up is he always like, it was fine, but if you have these goals, like you want to go in the gym right now, you know what I mean? So that really helps. And just him being a coach, I think he always knew like the difference of being my parent and being my coach. And that was really important for me in my career of like, maybe things aren't going well. He knew when to kind of be like, you know, it's okay, like keep going. Or if he kind of told me what I really needed to hear. And I think that's where I'm really thankful for him being a coach is he understood that side of like, like after my freshman year in college, it was like, are you doing everything you can to be on the court? You know what I mean? Real he didn't talk. say, oh, you should be playing. You know, he said, like, are you working as hard as you can? And I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. With him being a coach that helped me. And I look back and I'm so appreciative of that, that he is a coach and understands that. So Frankie, you um, had some unfortunate injuries occur. Obviously, I think you had an ACL injury, right? And I think you've had some foot injuries and things like that. Can you share with your with with our listeners just you know how you went about handling those? Because again, as a competitive athlete, which I can tell that you are, it, it's really hard to be on the sidelines. And you know, we talk to some of our kids sometimes about creating competitive advantage when you're injured, figuring out you know, what some of your weaknesses are to help get yourself better, even when you can't play. What advice would you give to some of our listeners? I mean, injuries are part of the game. You know, we do everything we can to try and prevent them, but they're going to happen. So what's some advice you would give to our listeners on how to deal with that and, and how to continue to improve? 
Yeah, so my first big injury was tearing my ACL my senior year. Um, and that was, I, I can't say I handled it super well. And like looking back, I mean, I wish I handled it a little better just mentally, but um, it was really hard because it's like, you, you know, you grow up playing this game and you have all these goals and then in one like play, it's kind of taken from you. And I think you never really think it's going to happen to you until it does. And um, I think the biggest thing is not only the physical part of injuries of like, you know, you, especially with ACL, you lose your quad muscle completely. You have to learn how to walk and bend and straighten your leg. And, um, but I think the hardest part is that, like you said, the mental part of like being at those games and you're not playing and, you know, you can't um, like impact the game in that way. And just kind of losing your kind of like an identity a little bit with that was hard. But I think the biggest thing um, is just, my biggest advice would just be facing each day, like attacking that rehab, like it is your game and it is a practice and try to just keep getting better and better and know that this is just like a moment in time and you have goals and you will keep getting better and you'll still be able to achieve those goals. I think like having those goals in the back of your, of your mind is really important for the rehab process to kind of get you through each day because it can be a struggle sometimes and it definitely was at times, but I think, yeah, just doing that and just reacting um, as best as you can is the most important thing. And I'm really thankful I had amazing support group around me. I think that's really important too. And coach Colin was amazing during that time and my family, but yeah, I think that kind of just showed me a new appreciation for basketball. So I think just, yeah, I think just attacking every day as best as you can and becoming stronger mentally and physically stronger as much as you can from that injury is the most important thing. Frank, you mentioned that you wanted to go UWGB and play for a, obviously a very successful women's basketball program. I remember Coach Borseth came and talked to our football team in the summer, and I was really impressed on his messages that um, he shared with our football players. So what? why explain in your instance and, and your experience playing for him for those five years is why UWGB is such a great place to go play basketball and what makes their culture so unique? Yeah, I, I remember him coming down and he was, and I just remember he was so impressed with Kimberly football and just everything you guys did. So I think that's pretty cool. But um, yeah, I love Coach Forseth. He he's just he's one of the biggest reason reasons I wanted to go to Green Bay just because he's just a legendary coach and he he's a great person. And I think why he's so successful is his attention to detail and he's like especially on the defensive end. It's just like. I think that was the thing that I was so impressed like and had to learn so quickly is just the defensive end and like detail and you're scouting players and every little thing is important. You know what I mean? And I think, I think that's a huge reason um, with the culture. It's so successful. And also it's a very, he allows his players to lead as well. So it's a very um, highly competitive and holding each player accountable type of environment. And I think that's, really, really important, not only in practices, but in the off season too, in um, pickups and in the weight room, like there's just accountability everywhere in the program. And I think that's, that's really important is they built that. And uh, 
making sure the upperclassmen teach the younger girls coming in what they need to do and the expectations of playing at Green Bay. And I think, yeah, he just does a really good job of allowing players to do that as well. And at the end of the day, he's also just a great person and he cares so much about you. So he kind of forms that relationship with you. So, yeah, I think it's just, it was an amazing experience. I'm so thankful to have played there. And I think I just learned so much from him on the defensive end and just the culture they built will make me a better coach because I, because I went there. So now by going through and, you know, being in that situation for five years, what kind of advice would you give to any of the, you know, senior high school girls that were going to be going to UWGB? What would you maybe have done different? Maybe would have prepared, but what kind of advice would you give them going in and playing for Coach Borsa? Um, I think my biggest thing would be, that's a good question. I would say just when you're, especially in high school, like I think back something I wish I did is like, not just saying this cause you were, you're on here, but you during like strength and conditioning and those classes, I feel like I very much kind of, I was kind of naive in the sense I thought, oh, I'm strong, you know, it, like I was kind of went through the motions in those like lifting and everything. And then I learned in college, like it's a whole nother level of strength and speed and everything like that. So, and then once you get to Green Bay, you, I kind of, that clicked for me of like taking lifting so much more seriously and competitively and that kind of stuff. And so I think like doing that in high school is so important and um, getting in, getting as strong and as fast as you can and um, eating right, all that stuff, like all those different parts of the game other than your skill, if that makes sense. But I think, yeah, just going in and, um, yeah, that would be my biggest advice is just getting ready in every aspect you can. That's what I would tell. Yeah. I, I think so many people, you know, when I experienced for being 27 years now, being a high school teacher, no matter what an athlete goes, whether they, they play in state, whether whatever level it is, division one, division two, II, division three, but I just don't think they understand the difference of the college game compared to the high school game. And it's a shock. You know, it's almost like the seniors get done and they're just going to, hey, chill out this summer and just kind of use this whole summer just to, to maybe do some of the things that you couldn't do before, just hang out with your friends and just kind of be real lazy and, and, and lax. And then all of a sudden, boom, you get to that college and that environment and everyone's a good athlete and everyone exactly. is big and strong and everyone has a passion to play the sport. And I think, boom, and like you say, that light bulb goes on. I know the big message I always give kids is if you're going to go play college, and we've had, you know, some guests on before that are college strength coaches, Louis Corello is one, and, you know, you want to impress somebody and come in and be in the best shape and be ready to go and have your mind, you mentioned your mind is so important, and really be ready to go physically and also mentally, and then making sure you're impressing these coaches right away and not being all coming in and you're so out of shape and you're not ready for this. You're not excited. It's like, Oh, geez, summer was so much fun. I think that's got to be the biggest mindset. And you'd think you have all this time in the summer and all of a sudden, boom, the summer's gone and you're there on campus. And it's like, Oh, oh you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing is like in high school, you, you know, you think you're a good player and then you get to college and it's like, 
everyone is, you know what I mean? So you've got to, you've really got to find your edge and kind of get that, your mindset back and your confidence back. And yeah, I think that's a really good point. And just, yeah. So, so Frankie, now uh, you're playing professionally overseas and, and maybe share with our listeners a couple twofold on this one, the difference between the professional game and the college game. You know, I think you guys touched on high school to college. Now let's touch on college to pro. And then a little bit more kind of what it's like playing in a different country, just kind of the atmosphere and, and things like that. Because that's pretty unique. Yeah, I think the biggest differences for from college is, for one, is just the adjustment time. Because, you know, like we just said, in college, you get a couple years. I was there for five years to kind of adjust. But when you're overseas, like it, it's got to, click right away you know what I mean or you could get fired so I think um yeah just the adjustment because you're the you're learning with new players new system things like that so I think that's a big adjustment is you got to be ready to go right away like we kind of just talked about and then I think I would say playing wise it's um there's a lot more like sets like at Green Bay we did a lot of motion offense and like things like that but more here it's like at least both teams I've been on it's more plays and kind of things like that so style of play is different um but I think yeah it's been I've been very lucky I've had really two really good situations um but being being away from home is is very hard like I I will say like I didn't totally know if I would do it right away because I'm very close with my family things like that so I was kind of like nervous but no, it's been amazing. And it, it's hard being away from home. You kind of, you're on your own. And like, if things aren't going well, like you kind of have to push through by yourself. You can't just drive home and, you know, see family or friends. Um, so I think that's a big adjustment is just kind of figuring that out on your own. Um, but it's been amazing. And obviously it's been a little different with COVID, um, with travel things, but I've been able to, yeah, see quite a few things and just be in different countries, see different cultures, and I've I've really enjoyed it. So, Frankie, is there any preparation that you did before you left? I mean, you know what? It just seems like all of a sudden, boom, you're packing up and you're going out of country, and you know everything is kind of blind to you. You know what is that? What what do you do to prepare? Or do you just kind of go and you just kind of figure it out on your own, or how does that work? Um. Well, I was lucky that I had so. I wanted to go because I saw a few teammates going overseas and also my two of my cousins played overseas. So it kind of was always in the back of my head a little bit. I didn't know if I could quite go so far away from home, but um, so I was able to talk to those people. I have a couple of teammates that played overseas. So I was able to learn from them and like just the process and things like that. But I think the biggest thing is um, finding a really good agent is important because and someone you really trust who will find you good situations. And I think the biggest thing is just trusting everything you've done up until this point and just preparing and getting your mindset right um, is the biggest thing. So I think, yeah, those are the so biggest things. When does your season end and when, when will it be the next time you'll be able to come home? I actually get to come home for Christmas. So we, we have one more game on the 19th and then I fly home on the 20th. So I'll get some time at home. Um, and then last year, actually, 
our season got canceled for a while, which was kind of a crazy year. But so I was, I came home for like a few months last year because our season was canceled with COVID and then I went back. So, but now this year I go home at Christmas and then I will come back and then go home in May. So it's like nine months and then you get, I do get my summer. So I'll get like June, July, August for sure. Well, Frankie, the, the title of our podcast is Get Your Edge. And with all of our guests, we, we like them to share one piece of advice to give our listeners, high school athletes, a competitive advantage. So if you had one tip to give to these athletes to give themselves a competitive advantage, what would you, what would you do? Frankie Wirtz back in high school, you know, what's one thing you would do to give yourself a, a, a bigger competitive advantage than you already had, especially when you're at Wapan beating Kimberly, but you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for throwing that in there. Um, yeah, I would say, I think the biggest thing is obviously people always say like putting in the work and the time. And I think that's not only at your skill set, but also like we had talked about before, like getting in the weight room and becoming stronger physically and in better shape. And I think just taking care of your body in that way is something that I kind of learned as I got older and took more seriously. And I would say, so after putting in that work, then it's all about the mental side, you know what I mean? Of just like trusting that, like at Green Bay, we always said, trust your preparation. I think that's the biggest thing is just trusting that time you put in and, and just like owning that mindset, not letting any like bad game or any adversity kind of throw you off and just owning that mindset is really important just to keep going and keep pushing. Yeah. So Frankie, when the playing days are over, I know sisters up at Winona in mm -hmm. Minnesota coaching some hoops, you know, dad retired from Kimberly, but he's, he's still helping out at, at a high school from a player that, um, you know, that was on his staff or that he coached at one time. So basketball's in the blood. Now we got Dylan at Menasha. Yeah. Menasha high school job. And, you know, Eris, Eris has got basketball in his blood. What, you know, what's going to happen when the playing days are over? Do you have any plans in coaching at all? Um, yeah, I definitely want to keep basketball in my life somehow. So I would, yeah, I'm thinking about maybe college coaching or maybe um, high school or something like that. Uh, I majored in education, so I could be maybe a teacher, high school coach, or I might get into college coaching, but I definitely want to keep, yeah, keep basketball in my life and just kind of, I've had so many amazing coaches, not only my dad, but throughout my career. And I, that have influenced me. And I, I want to do that, that same thing for other players. So yeah, I definitely want to at some point. Well, that'd be awesome. Frankie, I think you make a great coach and, and a great teacher as well. Absolutely. We Thank you. And we definitely need more of those in all, all aspects, all age levels. So pursue that, go for it. It's very gratifying to touch other people. You know, you've obviously been touched by people that have led you and now now it's your turn you know you can go and give back a little bit and have some fun and maybe go coach a little pond and uh, we'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll stop for that. and have have mr matchy be yeah. uh coach another team we'll go get another w mr man there you go yeah. there you go heard it yeah miss use my strength use my strength the uh, strength conditioning teacher my freshman year i remember awesome. <laughs> well that's going to wrap up this episode of get the get your edge podcast frankie we really appreciate you hopping on, we'll have all your contact information so people can follow your playing career 
um, hopefully as it goes on for a couple more years here. Coach, we got Fox Valley throws. We got we got a new session starting. When is it? January 9th? January 9th. Fantastic. We've got a football specific. Well, we have our football program that we launched at Sports Advantage. Uh, it's a six-month program. Uh, includes an evaluation with streamlined physical therapy for all our football players that get you right to your summer conditioning. We know how important summer conditioning is. Uh, so make sure you hit the ground running with your coaches. And it also provides the flexibility that you are and should be working out with your high school. Uh, and we'll just help you fill in the gaps to make you a better player. So that's going to end it for this episode of the Get Your Edge podcast. And we will see you next time. Chop it.